Today on Sagittarian Matters, we have over 20 vegan food reviews, chocolate-covered chickpeas, vegan poke, I don't think so vegan honey, devilish delights, and more. With friend to the show, Morgan, and unsolicited food reviews from Beth Pickens. Stay tuned. Hello from the Sagittarian Matters Social Distancing Studios in Tahunga, California. Listeners, today we talk about over 20 different vegan foods. More than 20 foods are mentioned, and so I know we have to get right to it, but I have a few orders of business first. Number one, if you're in Los Angeles, I will be at the Heavy Manners Comics Fair. It is April 22nd. 2023. I will be there possibly with producer Ponyo, unclear, and I will have some new stickers. Um, <clears throat> if you are a Patreon patron, if you are Ponyo's friend club member, you are going to get some Ponyo stickers sent to you. So go sign up. Also, if you're a Patreon patron, my name on there is Nicole J. Georges, you will have first dibs to my new comic anthology starting at the end of May around the LA Zine Fest. People who go to the LA Zine Fest and Patreon patrons will get to order the book then if they want it or get to buy the book then if they want it. Everyone else has to wait till September 1st. Spread the word. Spread the news. Okay, another news. Love is Blind is on. It's incredible and I don't know how to cover this show. It's hard for me to cover reality TV because I have a personal policy of trying not to speak poorly about women or queer people or people of color in public. Um, I really just think, you know, the world is already working on that, speaking poorly of marginalized people. And so I'm trying not to do that. But it's hard when I watch Love is Blind and there's people who are obviously the villains in such an intense and villainous way that all I want to do is talk to you guys about it. But I'm not. But what I'm doing instead is listening to a podcast called Reality Gaze, G-A-Y-S. I would love to have them on the podcast sometime. They do an exquisite job of talking about Love is Blind, so much so that I sign up for their Patreon whenever it's on so I can get the exclusive episodes. They have a couple free Love is Blind episodes out there. Check them out. I think they're very funny. And they have their own theme song for it, where it's just two gay men and a piano Singing like, love is blind. Incredible. Okay. Getting through my orders of business so fast. Listeners, I went to cookbook in Highland Park today. And I did something that felt like the final frontier for people who grew up in the 1980s. And that is I bought lima beans. If you grew up, I mean, maybe this is for all time. But for me, it was very 80s for people to be like, lima beans are gross. That is the epitome of gross. Here's things that were gross when you were a kid. Lima beans, liver, and Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts. I love prunes. Why not lima beans? I may never love liver. I think we all know why. But I bought some lima beans because it was the only Rancho Gordo beans that they had that weren't so boring. By boring, I mean chickpeas and black beans. If you've tried those from them and they're remarkable for some reason, please let me know. But anyway, I got lima beans and I'm ready. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to see. Was it just the way that adults in the 80s were preparing them? Or was it the lima beans themselves? I will report back. 
And if I don't, please remind me. I want to tell you they have a vegan sandwich, a cookbook that I really enjoy. It's on focaccia bread. It has roasted carrots. It seems like it has a mayonnaise. Maybe there's some harissa in there. There's some bitter greens. There's some not bitter greens. It's a real delight. It's a great sandwich. And you know I'm not sandwich's biggest fan. I'm this sandwich's biggest fan. Every time I eat it, I'm like, I'll just, I'll just eat half of it and then I'll, I'll have soup and sandwich. And then I just can't, whatever's happening, I can't control myself. I have to eat the whole thing at once like Cookie Monster almost, or like like a puppet with it like coming out of the sides of my mouth because I cannot eat it fast enough because it's so good. So that's my sandwich recommendation for you. Oh, the last thing I want to say is I mentioned the food that is called poke in this, a poke bowl, and I didn't realize at the time when I was talking to Morgan that it originated in Hawaii before being introduced to the United States and around the world. Where am I reading this? A random website from Google. Anyway, uh, it's traditionally a diced fish salad. And so when I'm trying to discuss it with Morgan, my version being a golden beet version, that's what you can imagine as I'm trying to veganize it. That's it. Thanks for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy our many, many vegan food reviews and please send us your vegan questions anytime. We will be happy to answer them. Beth Pickens is the author of the books, Your Art Will Save Your Life and Make Your Art No Matter What. Beth is an arts consultant, a Capricorn, and an esteemed friend to the show. You can listen to the new season of her podcast, Mind Your Practice, and join Homework Club right now at bethpickens.com. Sagittarian Matters, it's Beth Pickens, and I am here not on Capricorn Matters business, but with some unsolicited vegan food reviews. I've just returned from one of my favorite places in all of Los Angeles County, which is the Altadena Grocery Outlet. Colloquially, we call it Gross Out. Uh, Caroline Goldfarb, who is official Sean Penn writer, internet provocateur, tin fish entrepreneur, she best summarizes Gross Out in a way that I would like to share, which is uh, Whole Foods TJ Maxx. So I was taken in this evening by the Field Roast Industrial Complex. Now, normally I'm an annual Field Roast supporter, and I'm sure many of the listeners are too. My Thanksgiving table is not complete without the harvest loaf or roast, whatever they call it. The big brick thing, you cut into it and there's some stuffing, there's a meat type thing on the outside, and you just smother it in some mushroom gravy of unknown provenance. And then all the vegans and vegetarians are so happy, or at least they're as miserable and unhappy as all the, the omnivores. So Field Roast tonight has on offer for us two things. One, Chow, which I didn't know was owned by Field Roast, the uh, vegan cheese slice company, C-H-A-O. Chow has come out with their own creamy mac and chow. Now, that's key because they're not calling it cheese or pretending it's anything remotely close to cheese. And that's fine. I love vegan cheese. Give me a 1970s vegetarian farm cookbook macaroni and cheese made with miso and like three buckets of nutritional yeast and I am happy. So first we're going to try the chow vegan creamery mac and chow 
It comes in, you know, your standard lean cuisine type dish. It goes in the microwave. It's really difficult to mess up macaroni and cheese. So let's find out if they did. Taking a bite. I heated it up. I stirred it. I followed the directions. Wow. I don't know what that flavor is. I don't know what that flavor is, but I'm sure food scientists did not feel proud of their work that day. The macaroni is fine. You know, macaroni, frozen, reconstituted, totally works. But the the chow cheese substance, I don't know what flavor they're going for. What does it even taste like? It kind of tastes like the container. And listen, I've had chow vegan cheese slices. Sometimes if I'm like hangry between clients during the workday, I just like walk out to my refrigerator and what do I have? Oh, I have some random chow cheese slices. Great. I'll put those in my mouth. Just caloric intake. Okay. Creamy mac and chow. I'm going to give that, I got to give that a thumbs down. It just tastes like the container. All right. Next up, we have Field Roast, the meat and cheese company. They dare call themselves. They're buffalo wings, plant-based wings, crafted with onions, garlic, and rub sage, served with spicy buffalo sauce. Now it's important that the sauce is included and it's referred to as buffalo sauce, which I believe the recipe of is just, I believe it's Tabasco and butter. But when I pulled out the sauce container, interestingly, it says Fruffalo with an F as in Fred Flintstone. It says Fruffalo Lot 22080, which I thought was like a Thomas Pynchon novel or something. Okay, but the rest of the packaging says Buffalo. So we're just gonna assume that was a typo. I heated these and the way that they were suggested, the preferred suggestion, which is on the stovetop. You just saute these chunks. We can't really call them wings. They're kind of chunks. They look like a diagonally sliced sausage coated in some sort of a batter. You you fry those up in an oil. I did olive oil. And then you toss them in the fruffalo buffalo sauce. So let's try one. Hopefully I don't burn my mouth. Oh, shit. That's gluey as fuck. Oh, my God. Extreme glue. Wow. Very gluey. Very gluey. It's like some things melt in your mouth and some things putty your mouth. And I would say that putty's the mouth. Field Roast really missed the mark on both of these. I will return around Thanksgiving. Okay. We have one more thing from the brand The Daily Crave. Interestingly, I've never heard of this. The Daily Crave is distributed by a company called Natural Intentions, Inc. in Folsom, California. Anybody with natural intentions, never follow them to a second location. So these are called Beyond Puffs, corn-free, made from red lentils, rice, and black beans, flavored vegan white cheddar. Plant-based, a puff snack, if you will. Okay, pulling one out. They look like a vegan puff, kind of a strange color, but let's try it out. Okay, the, the first ingredient in this package is a red lentil, followed by rice, oil, black bean, vegan cheese seasoning, et cetera, et cetera. Ending with pea protein. Oh, glorious pea protein. It always shows up everywhere. Okay, my first thought is, if you eat a lot of these, they're gonna scrape the roof of your mouth and you're gonna have mouth meat. You know what I'm talking about? Like in the 80s when you ate Captain Crunch and then it just scraped the roof of your mouth, which I enjoyed. This isn't a bad thing. I think the texture is pretty intense. Um, that's a really tough crunch. There's an interesting middle note of like, oh, I'm having a vegan cheese snack. And then the after flavor, let me tell you what this aftertaste is. After the dairy-free vegan white cheddar flavor passes, there's kind of a, 
there's a little sweet, a little savory going on. I think this is fine if you're desperate or if you're at a gross out and you're like, I'm, I, I just need to like bring something on this road trip that is salty. I, I think you could probably do better, but you could do this. So I'm going to give like a thumbs medium, but mostly down on the Daily Craft Beyond Puffs. Um, and sadly, that's, I have some other things to review in the future, but just so you don't think I'm really doing anything bad to myself tonight, I also have a big thing of uh, sautéed kale on the stove right now. And I think that's going to be the main thing that I have for dinner, kind of as harm reduction. Good luck, everyone out there shopping for vegan products. Morgan is a frequent contributor to Sagittarian Matters. She's the former purveyor of Dovetail Bakery. She loves seeds and dry, crunchy foods more than any earthling could understand. And we are so lucky to have her here reviewing tons of vegan foods, including, but not limited to, chocolate-covered chickpeas. Now, please enjoy my talk with esteemed friend to the show, Morgan. Morgan, I need you to honor my kink, <laughs> which is <laughs> eating dinner in front of you. <laughs> Non-consensually, consensually making me watch you eat dinner on Zoom. <laughs> the thing is, like, I think it's pretty accurate. <laughs> Morgan, welcome back to Sagittarius Matters. I'm here. Let's do it. You're here. Gay? Okay. You're fine by me. <laughs> Gay? All right. Wasn't that the college slogan of the like gay straight alliance? Gay? Yes. When Sisters Fit went on tour, one of the years the GSA that hosted us had the most lukewarm shirts. <laughs> I like if you've ever wondered like what consensus looks like, it is the most lukewarm shirt in the world that says gay question mark dot 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 fine by me. <laughs> I would wear one of those. I'd carry that tote bag. I, w- I want to know where that, that shirt exists somewhere. I was recently, I have a resentment, Morgan, because I was like, I have a resentment against Morgan because when <laughs> yeah. you were, when you were spending hours and hours of your life helping me move, yeah. helping pack up my yeah. really intense hoard of seven years worth of stuff in my basement in Portland. Not an exaggeration. I ended up getting rid of my steamer foamer and my Nespresso machine. And I think that you cheered me on and I resent that you cheered me on because now I wish I had those things. I stand by my decision (laughs) and I celebrate your resentment. (laughs) I'm going to plant the seed of forgiveness in my heart. And maybe someday I can come around. Wonderful. During your like 25 hours of helping me get rid of stuff that was like (laughs) weighing down my life. Yeah, yeah. There's like, like a couple thing. things that I'm like, thing. yeah. <laughs> two things. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I can live Mor- with decisions. Morgan, what? What are we doing here? I'm making you non-consensually watch me eat dinner, <laughs> but it's because I, I realized I had an ingredient that needed to be in its element. It's just like when we were eating stinky cheese without any of the accoutrement and I'm like, oh, this blue cheese is too sharp. <laughs> Just straight off the knife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still think about that cheese platter that uh, the Claudia brought over. Oh my goddess. Urban cheese craft, everyone. Stop wasting your time. It's so good. And we've, I mean, just to say, if people don't know, Miyoko 
from Miyoko's got ousted from her own company. This is such a huge news story. Vegan news flash. Miyoko got ousted from her own company sometime over the summer. It only became public recently. And she has acquired Lisa Bloom, really big time attorney to help support her in this case where this company is still using her name. Oh, they're suing her because she took a bunch, supposedly she took a bunch of, or we say allegedly, not supposedly. (laughs) (laughs) Supposedly, your honor. You took a bunch of proprietary information and files and cultures. I eat her own recipes. Her own original recipe. Chef, I don't think so. Oh, I'm going to break this out as my I don't think so, honey, for later. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. We'll come back to this. Circling back. We're going to circle back. I'll put this in the parking lot. Parking lot. Go ahead and pin that. Before we get into your heap of sweets, I just want to add context for why I'm forcing you to watch me eat dinner non-consensually. Yeah. (laughs) This is what I picked up today from Cookbook Market in Highland Park. Mm. It's golden beet poke. So poke traditionally for vegans is for vegans who don't know because you're vegan. You're like, well, what are, what's a meat food trend? What's a seafood food trend? Let me tell you, it is like, uh, maybe sometimes there's rice in the bowl. And there's like salmon, watch, watch as I expertly describe. There's a fish in a bowl with sesame seeds, maybe sesame oil, scallions, et cetera, and a rice ball. So this version of it is golden beets, onion, scallion, sesame seeds, sesame oil, soy sauce, rice vinegar, lemon, sugar, and salt. Golden beets. It really looks, you know, I don't know if fishy is the right word, but like, not like a, just any old beet. So I forced you to watch me cook some spinach and a little cauliflower rice, cut up some raw tofu, put it in a bowl with this poke. I watched all of it. It tastes great. That's what I want to say. Talk to me about the beet flavor. Can you still taste the like dirty sweetness? That's a great question. Thank you so much. I feel validated. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. It tastes like a roasted or like well-cooked beet. So it's like cooked in the way where it's brought out the sweetness mm-hmm. and it's chewy and it's, um, but it doesn't have, I guess it doesn't have a roastiness to it at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's kind of like vinegary. It's like when you add a vinegar to a beet and it like, woo. I love that. Well, I haven't said, there's not as much sesame in this mm. as I thought. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it couldn't be helped with like a little bit more sesame oil and a little bit more sesame seeds and maybe even a little bit of nori Mm. if we're trying to do that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tongues down. Thumbs up. It's really bright. What about your tongue? Up or down? Tongues up. (laughs) Tongues up. Okay. Well, wait, one more thing I want to, I guess I want to horrify you really quick. Oh yeah. Okay. By telling you that I've recently more than once made a recipe that is brownies with flax seed meal. <laughs> the as, being held up for proof. <laughs> I, I, on a whim, I got Trader Joe's organic flax seed meal, mm-hmm. light, nutty flavor, great in oatmeal, smoothies, pancakes, and waffles, or in your favorite baked good. Mm. And I taking I had, it literally, I had a suspicion that there must be a maniac out there that had made brownies with this. Oh yeah. And so I looked it up and it is like a keto thing. Mm-hmm. 
So, and also when I was eating them, I was like, oh, this tastes a little bit like porridge. This brownie tastes a little bit like porridge. <laughs> Morgan is cheering. And so I actually looked up flax meats, flaxseed meal porridge, and I started making that in the morning. And it's such a delight. Only flax? It is like, so this flaxseed meal, it's, it's not a floury texture, but you know, it's like a meal texture. It's like a tablespoon of that in like a half cup of soy milk and then part of a crushed banana. And then you can add cinnamon and maple syrup and then put all the other stuff you want on it. It's almost like cream of wheat texture when it's done. Slimier, I'm guessing. Hmm? But slimier? A little slimier, but it's warm. It's slimy. It's earthy. I've always been a person that's had the best of flax intentions and no follow through. And so this is revolutionary for me is getting like whatever those things are they have. I am so happy for your happiness. You know, I am probably celebrating 25 years of enjoying vegan yogurt with flax meal in it. It's the only way I ever do it. And it's like so good, Nicole. It's so good. Yeah, I can't like- believe we're just talking about this now. <laughs> it's like you hardly even know me. Um, yeah, I would like... Pack my little bag of flax meal and take it with me to college, you know, college round two, I believe. Um, And like sit on the quad and dump in my little flax meal and get like the one brand of soy yogurt that existed. And then it's like you start to like really love it where you're like this yogurt without flax meal is just not enough. There's there's not enough chewing happening. And um, yeah, it's the best. But maybe I've never omitted the yogurt and just gone straight to. (laughs) <laughs> just flax. How did you even get a bag of flax meal in the first place as a young person? This is a great question. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, it existed. I'm familiar with a hippie grocery store. I'm well-versed. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I'm really happy we can have this in common. We can share this. Oh my God. Yeah. Give it a try. There's so many yogurts now. I mean, you could have a different brand every day of the week, Nicole. You can make it. I know I was really into coconut cult and then I, it's been kind of disappearing a little bit. Yeah. I really like Kulina. It used to also come in glass, which was great. Now it's in plastic, which is a little sad. I don't really know much about the owner or the company. So I can't speak to like the ethics, but the, um, the actual yogurt is really delicious and it's tangy and not very sweet, but a little bit sweet and it's really smooth and the flavors are really good. I think they have like a grapefruit one and a, sour cherry almond one and there's a vanilla one and it's like a treat but like yogurt it's really really good and great with flax meal and great with flax meal if you want to make good great dump some flax meal in it morgan please tell me what you brought today oh my god i have too many things i think we're gonna run out of time so okay. uh you want all of them at once you want me to go one by one Nicole? let's go one by one For you today, at first, we are trying these embarrassingly packaged Bone Deville. Um, They're really like, they're going strong with the theme. They're um, 100% plant-based, unguilty pleasure ganaches. They're these little mini ganaches. So we've got the vanilla. Mm. They're like five bites, four bites. Are you supposed to just eat it? Yeah, you just eat it and it's really thick. It's not Morgan even- is holding the spoon upside down. <laughs> it looks like, what does it look like? A cup, maybe like um, some sauce from a fast food restaurant would come in. It's about that size. So it really is like four bites. 
Um, I'm having the vanilla one. It kind of tastes like tapioca pudding without the pudding. Or like, you know, instant pudding you might get from the store that you only added half the milk to. Oh. I mean, I'm not sure if I enjoy it or not, but I think I do. Um, what ingredients are we talking about? Hmm. It's like coconut based. Whoa, it's really thick. A little slime, but you know, I think we're both familiar and we're not opposed to. It's coconut cream and then water, sugar, cocoa butter. That's what I taste. That's what I taste. Mmm, it's a little white chocolatey. We've got Peruvian carob and some other stuff, potato starches, etc. Okay, the packaging, they like triple down on the devil um, packaging. <laughs> so you open it up and it's devilish on the outside, angelic on the inside. Enter our heavenly gates with our QR code. We make devilishly good desserts without dairy additives or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And then. I don't think heaven's gate is a great thing to invoke when you're trying to get people <laughs> further into your company's door. <laughs> Do you dare to tear this foil lid off the top? I mean, like they're just like, you know that we're pretty much professional experts on writing package copy. And yeah. so I just really respected how hard they went with the theme. I think it's like fine. It's totally a thumbs up for me. I don't really like all the packaging is the other thing that like you have to have. What if you wanted eight bites? You'd have to waste two of these little barbecue yeah. sauces. Um, so that part's a little bit of a bummer. I can, you know, whoa, the chocolate's really thick though. The chocolate one is... Like Morgan just stuck that spoon into like a Duncan Hines frosting tub. That's kind of what it feels like. Actually, that's exactly what it tastes like. Mm. It's a salted caramel chalk ganache. They didn't even write the whole word chocolate. They just wrote chalk. Don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it. This is this is actually the opposite of consensus, the thing that you're reading here. <laughs> also, it's this all heaven is about to break loose. Stop it. With the devil. I'm not kidding. Every single... <laughs> line of print on this package like probably down to the ingredients has the word devil <laughs> in it they've got like some caramel flames coming off of it but you know what it tastes really good i'm gonna tell you someone who would not eat that is my mom oh my gosh because of all the satanic satanic <laughs> imagery and text she is a not interested she does not want to make a deal with the devil you know no. what did not you just make did you just make the deal Mm-hmm. I think we shook hands. The vanilla is not as good, unfortunately, but mm, yeah, thumbs up. They're kind of <laughs> weird. I, I would eat, I mean, could eat all of them. We'll see you in hell. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> the pearly gates of hell. Um, mm. I'm, I'm going to eat something really quick mm. that was sent, literally sent to my home by a friend of the show, Will Betke Brunswick, which is snack, S-N-A-K, club. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm familiar with this club. I'm a member. Tajine chili and lime gummy bears. What? These wow. are cool kick butt gummy bears. Okay, so I bought a huge bag of their like snack mix, their snacks club snack mix. Oh, you're in that, you're in the club from Costco. Oh, I'm in the club. I finished it all. It is so sour. It kind of scorches your ability to taste anything after you've eaten the thing. Because mm. so, it's like, you know, same flavor, but like, it's like peanuts and um, corn nuts and snack sticks. I love thinking about you eating all that crunchy stuff and just shredding. Yeah. Shredding every cell on the inside of that mouth. Bloody. 
Okay, this is gummy bears with glucose syrup, cornstarch, citric acid, like all the hits. Artificial flavors. Wow. Tajine classic, corn syrup, chili peppers, sea salt, citric acid, cornstarch, water, tapioca, tapioca. They taste as gummy as a vegan gummy taste. Yeah, okay. They're vegan? The gummy is vegan? Yeah. Wow, bold move. Snack club? might be vegan up in the club gluten-free and vegan don't worry it's gluten-free wow these gummies are as gummy as any vegans ever going to get which is like on the swedish fish continuum yeah okay um but more dense and then the outside is nice i mean i don't know if i would buy these on my own Mm -hmm. these are kind of like i ate all my who chocolate (laughs) all my hue chocolate all my finery all my like coconut sugar finery and then i was like I still got those gummy bears. Will sent me. <laughs> I got to go to the club. If we were on a road trip, we would be sharing a bag of these. Oh yeah. We would, I probably would have bought in a second one. I can never pass up an opportunity, you know? I'm going to give these a sideways thumb just because of my ambivalence about going for it. Like, I think a thumbs up for me is like, I would go for this in the store. Yeah. And I'm just like, these are here. We're cohabitating. I'm happy to have them, but I wouldn't necessarily seek them out. But if you want a chili lime vegan gummy bear, Go to the snack club. Go for it. Go for it. You know what? And check out the snack mix. I mean, it's great. I just kept it in the like console of my car, the armrest. <laughs> so just just uh, covered in powder, you know. Oh yeah. You just dumped the bag into the cup holder. There's <laughs> licking every finger at the stoplight. Yeah, it was great. I, I was like, I'm never getting these again. And I was like, well, we might get this again. Are Sorry. you a hummingbird just flew into the window and then I was watching him because he flew away and I was, I was making sure he didn't have a concussion. Is he okay? Congressed. He's okay. All right, Morgan, what else, what else you got? Okay. I think the next thing I want to taste with you, I'm really excited about is a thing I've never heard of. It's called Bam Nut Milk. Okay. It is milk made of the, um, Bam Bara ground nut. It's got coconut oil, calcium, vitamin D12, vitamin B12. And there's two flavors. And, you know, again, like I said, I can't pass up an opportunity. So I got everyday and airy. What is airy flavored milk? I'm guessing it's like a steamable, but I can't wait to know what the difference is. Okay. Does it say on the packaging? What the difference is? Yeah. No, it just says airy. What notoriously is- nutty but it doesn't say there's no difference in the text on the packages besides no not really it's just like you got to do sustainable and eat this bam nut product but it's not like try our airy no okay it, it just wants to restore the planet and uh, s- replenish you okay so i'm now tasting this notoriously nutty bam nut milk i probably poured too much it really resembles, I'm not sure if you can see the um, beige hue, but uh-huh. it really resembles soy milk of the 80s, maybe even 70s. That's our time. It's toasty, just like soy milk from the 80s. Okay. Mm. Uh-oh. There's a little <laughs> bit of a coconut chunk that an iceberg <laughs> I just want to narrate. You just took the bite and then immediately there was kind of like a, a pullback, oh, like a, like a crunching of the face, frowning and staring at what you just put in your mouth. No, the flavor is, um, it has like a drying quality. Like when you eat too much spinach, you know, um, 
chalky and a little something on the roof of the mouth. The flavor is not bad. There's a chunk of coconut. I see. You weren't look. You weren't ready for the mouse tail or whatever the chunk was in there. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if this had like any environmental benefit. I might consider buying it and trying it in my coffee or something like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something good is going to happen. Um, I just feel like we've drink had so many milks in our day that like, you just have a wide open embrace. A new milk, bring it on. Yeah, I'd buy this. Sure. Why not? It has like a lot of fiber, Nicole. Wait. Well, wait. <laughs> what yeah. else can you tell me about the flavor? Mm. Mm. It's um, okay. So the Bambara nut I looked it up is described as being somewhere between like taste wise between a garbanzo bean and a peanut. I would say that's exactly the flavor of this milk. So if you've been craving garbanzo bean milk. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Like a little. You really chugged it. Yeah. I thought it was totally fine. It is chalky. It makes the mouth dry. Um, but it's like, nutty it's like a garbanzo bean milk without the bean flavor you know when you're like oh this is undercooked mm. it doesn't have that it's a little beany it's like a soy milk but chalkier it's like unsweetened eden soy from 1982 but chalkier could one put it would it be a great vehicle for a smoothie probably like if i wanted to make a peanut butter smoothie Definitely. And this was the environmentally conscious nut of the future. Everyone else is eating crickets. The vegans are having this bambara nut. Yeah, no, definitely. Okay. okay. And also it does actually have protein in it, which I'm not protein obsessed, but it is nice sometimes. Cause like, you know, a rice milk or a oat milk, you're like, they taste great, but like, you know, I also could just kind of use water and it would be fine. Like throw one extra. Would it, would it be fine? Throw one extra <laughs> in there and that would be fine. I'm going uh -oh. airy right now. Okay. I don't know if it looks any different, but there seem to be fewer chunks. So that's a positive. Um, okay. So, but it does have protein. Notoriously nutty. Notorious. No, no, notorious. Okay. Hold on. Everyone that's actually, this is, this milk is what notorious BIG was named after. He had a, a brand sponsorship a mm -hmm. deal with this um, milk company product placement mm -hmm. tasting airy. Mm. It's slightly better. In it's, what, in what way? Um, it's like uh, more well blended. It is a little thicker. I have a total Bambara. <laughs> Organize a Bambara mustache. Bam nut milk. Bam nut mustache. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally think this is just, just fine. It feels comforting. Would you buy it again? I would. Would you buy it full price? I don't know what full price is, but I might. Okay. You know what I think is not good? And I know this might be controversial. This may be controversial. I don't like hemp milk. So if oh. it was between this and hemp milk, like I would definitely buy this at full price. I don't fuck with hemp milk. What's the point? I just don't like it. I mean, you know, I'm into seeds. I love a seed, but like, I think we even tried sesame milk, didn't we? Sesame seed milk. Yes. It was not good. This is way better than both. Great. Mm -hmm. I, I wonder. Mean, if you put protein powder in this, you would never even notice it was chalky, Nicole. 
Interesting. Today I did put a little protein powder into my flax meal porridge. Mm. Use spam nut milk. I really could. I really could. <laughs> I fear good. that looking for it in Los Angeles, it would be like $18. Yeah. And also it may be like, uh, it was definitely from the discount store. So it may be like a product never to be found again. You kind of have to have like radical, you know, detachment when you go shopping at those kinds of places where you're like, we may just have a short little tryst. It was magical. And I've, I've never seen you again. So. What a beautiful way to just like embody impermanence. You know, Thank you. oh my gosh. Thank you. Nicole. Like, <laughs> Your meditation retreat is really, <laughs> I'm getting a heart. <laughs> I'm getting a heart. Thanks. <laughs> That's my heart. Thanks for the lesson in impermanence grocery outlet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grocery it's... outlet yoga market. <laughs> it is my, my meditative state. <laughs> well, you know what? I was really looking forward to it. I don't feel disappointed. I don't know if I feel like jazzed out of my gourd but I'm happy all right so thumbs up yeah it's a thumbs up I want to know can we pause and I ask you a question which is we got this question the Sagittarian Matters uh Instagram mm, heard Instagram it. page mm-hmm. the question is hold on here we go mm-hmm. I said do you have a vegan question for Morgan and the question says Dear Sagittarian Matters, I am not a vegan and I just signed up to make dinner for a vegan meal train. Help me from pleading in Portland. Okay. I have opinions and you have opinions. Let's yeah. do it. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, I will tell you, I just made some food for a, a vegan meal train and my thought process was this. Um, you know. When people aren't feeling their best, you know, that's when usually you do a meal train. Um, You kind of maybe don't want something super strongly flavored. Maybe you're like, I'm already all whatever, you know, garliced out or something. You just kind of want some mellow comfort food to like kind of hold your feelings. And so I was like, what falls into that category? And so this might, again, um, I was like, I'm going to make, I had just made one, a roasted vegetable galette. You can use whatever you have on hand. You can go seasonal. It's, you can tone down the like herbs and spices. So it's not going to, anyone, you know, can eat it. And um, it's delicious and you can keep it at room temperature if you have limited fridge space. So a galette is you're making like a little crust and you're unfolding the things in the crust. Mm -hmm. It's like a pie crust. That's not, you don't cook it in a pie tin. You just lay it flat on a sheet pan and you pile a bunch of stuff on it and then just roughly fold over the edges how i mean is if this person is intimidated by hearing about hearing the french word (laughs) oh yeah hearing about a crust how do they go about creating the crust um what's a crust creation okay crust creation uh i can share a recipe it's basically just like flour a little bit of salt maybe a pinch of sugar um my new hot twist on it was you can do ice water and then half wine white wine um as the liquid it bakes off i i don't if addiction is an issue you know take this with a grain of salt but you're gonna get hooked on this gala off the wagon 
flakiest pie crust I've ever made. So no exact measurements, but you, you know, pulse it in a food presser until it's really, really rough, do the liquid, pat it out, put in the thing. And then it like, if it rolls out and looks kind of ugly, it's totally fine because it's free form. So there you go. Yeah. I mean, that's not really a recipe, but. <laughs> or and then what, what did you, what did you put on the vegetables? Okay. It was roasted carrots. There were some potatoes. I think I put some vegan sausage in there, like field roast, mm-hmm. um, onions, garlic, parsley, a little zucchini because i had it um mild stuff you know keeping it keeping it tasty but mild um yeah so that's that would be mine my suggestion i have i have so i have an oddball thing to say which is the more i eat this poke while we're chatting the more i'm like this just tastes like cooked beets with vinegar rice vinegar and i wonder if one could do better by roasting the beets and some carrots in ah. tiny chunks and then add more sesame and soy sauce and stuff. Yeah. Cause right now I'm realizing I'm that it's like, I understand where they were going with it, but it's tastes a lot just like beets with rice vinegar. Um, are we running a Sagittarian matters cookbook right now? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Great. You heard it here well, first. Well, so recently someone in my community had a surgery and had a meal train and it was top surgery. I want to say, cause if it was like a colon surgery, it might be a different meal train. Mm-hmm. And my partner, mm-hmm. my same sex spouse has had top surgery and said, you know what? So many people were giving me like heavy stuff. And I was eating so much takeout mm-hmm. that I really would have enjoyed something like a pho or like a broth, like a healthy vegetable forward thing. And like a broth that's kind of chill because there's like, because at some point, if you're doing a meal train, there's so much takeout involved mm-hmm. that I bet your body just craves simplicity. At you some are preaching point. to the choir. You know, I love a salad. Simplicity. Like, like when I had COVID and my mom sent me like spring roll, like egg rolls, egg rolls. Uh, like people were giving me stuff that was like the deepest junk food kind of vibe, which I was like, this is so lovely and comforting. And then when I got a chance for someone to bring me like a jug of green juice, like, yeah. I was like, oh, my body thanks you. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I still have popsicles in the fridge that my mom set when I had COVID because they're just like sugary stuff that I was like, I could never. Um, but so that, so the last time I had to do a meal train, that's what I did was I brought someone pho or I had pho delivered to their house. That's nice. Um, and that ended up being a real hit. Mm-hmm. That's a good I one. also think maybe anything you can mix and match that one could mix and match, especially if they are like feeding themselves and their caregiver or their kids or whatever. And so that's why I think in Portland, I see pork no on those lists a lot because people can be like, here's the beans, here's the rice, here's the salad, here's the tortillas, here's the salsa, here's whatever. Everyone who has whatever weird food thing, go nuts. Figure it out. Yeah. I know that's not telling you like an incredible homemade thing to make, but I, I, I want to like, Co-sign on Morgan's idea and then say, yeah, any elements that can be healthy and like plain. Keep it simple. They can get weird with sauces if they want. (laughs) That's their deal. Also, I think something that can go in the freezer if you're not going to eat it right away also might be a good, good one. Yeah. Because like, you know, I have an instinct to be like, give everyone a salad, give up. But I'm just like, don't because like they may not want something cold that day. And then they put it in the fridge and they're getting a bunch of food every meal for, and it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, 
just don't overthink it too. People are like, I want to bring the best thing ever. And like, it's got to be the richest, most comforting stew to walk the earth. I'm like, just go with what you like to eat when you're yeah. sick home or feeling tired. So just trust that other people are giving them the heavy comfort food mm-hmm. and you offer like a healthful moment in between mm-hmm. the mac and cheese casseroles. Yeah. Or like bake some muffins. That's another one. Mm. Too. Go, go off script. Why not? That's fun. That's fun. That is fun, Nick. That is fun. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Yeah. Ah. Today's episode is brought to you by Jamie Soretti, Kale McHurst, and Joey Soloway. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, in particular, producer Chris Sutton, please send $5, $5 million, that's your business, somewhere in between there or more, to hornetleg at gmail.com on PayPal. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Or this Justin, he has got a Venmo, Hell Books on Venmo, H-E, double hockey sticks, books. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared. That's just Ponyo's speaking voice. Morgan, do you have another food thing? Yeah, I do have another food. And this one, um, okay, it is the big reveal, Nicole. Chocolate-covered chickpeas Get by the here. Good Bean. I'm going to give you a little sound, a little audio tour. Oh, no, wait, you have to do it again. Zoom just muted you. It's too obscene for Zoom. Zoom's muting. Oh, my God. It's too much beauty. Anyway, they sound incredible. I'll send you an audio clip. Okay, so. What's the point? It says they've got a candy coating, rich chocolate, a crispy chickpea. Um, They've got protein, you know, all that jazz. How much protein? I don't know. Three grams for 17 chickpeas. That's not worth my chewing time. (laughs) No, okay. So they have dark chocolate, mocha, and milk chocolate are the flavors that they offer. Okay. Um, Chocolate is vegan. Um, So the good bean. I've had their savory snacks, and I just actually don't really love a roasted chickpea that much because I love the original. They're too drying, much like a bambara milk. Um, And I'm going to confess that I already tasted these, and I'm tasting them again for this show. Full disclosure, we're doing radical honesty. Um, They are so good they're so good nicole okay i there's a really really thin coating of chocolate you can't see it but you get like a little sneak peek of the bean inside um and i think that thin chocolate is the hallmark of a high quality candy. that's because you don't like chocolate <laughs> they taste really good though and they're, <laughs> and they're light and in the way that like a Roasted chickpea is not good to snack on on its own because it's too dry. Um, these are somehow your mouth makes them moist. And they're so good. The salt- are they salty? Yeah, they're delightful. I love them. They're like two thumbs up from me. You can give them however many thumbs you want, but both of my thumbs are way up, reaching back in the bag. I, I got really love them. Oh. Uh- I got to tell you something that I, so a bunch of chickpeas have started spilling out of Morgan's mouth. <laughs> She'd say like seven at a time. I recently tried as hard as I could to order T-Chino through Instacart. 
because I was craving Ticino. Mm. Sybil Snow. <laughs> Listener who sent us Ticino so long ago. Nicole hooked. Calling you out. Morgan, this is a real surprise to me. How does the dry chickpea inside, like, does it remind you of any other candy you've ever had in your life? No, not a candy, but it tastes a little bit like um, a rice cake. The toastiness mm. of a, the thin candy shell of an M&M, the salt of a, mm, not sure. Oh my God. <laughs> it is like aces. Okay. What are the, so the brand is? The Good Bean. The Good Bean. And you agree it is a good bean. It is a great bean. <laughs> what? Understatement. Yeah. It's good. It's a great bean. <laughs> you know, I am biased. I love a chickpea, but this is the first time I've had, I was remembering today, this whole, this whole journey started with um, the white chocolate kale chips, white chocolate yeah. peppermint kale chips. So, you know, like a savory, that's sort of like forced into being sweet against its will. <laughs> I'm open, but I'm not always a fan. I think it's poorly done, but this one stands the test. All right. It's got the MGH stamp, stamp of approval. <laughs> dun, dun. I forgot. I wanted to tell you yesterday, I ordered a Reuben from a place called Maciel's. Mm-hmm. How do I say this person's name? Cause I've never been there in person. I just follow them online. Okay. Uh, Maciel's plant-based butcher. Mm. I got a Reuben. I got it delivered. It's one of the few places that will deliver to Tahunga, California. Mm, Yeah, you're Besides, by the way, if you're on the east side and you're looking for Ethiopian food in Los Angeles, I get it from a place called Ranch Side Cafe that Mm. has, it's like owned by Ethiopian people who have an Ethiopian menu, but the rest of their menu is American food. It's kind of like Dalos in its day when it first started in the bottom yeah. of the bank building. And it was like just an American sandwich shop. And then there was a tiny v- uh, Ethiopian menu. And it was so good that eventually they ditched the dumb American food and just went full force. I Dalos. No, it's good. I remember when they forced me, they would, they would punish me for not using the buffet because they wanted everyone to use the buffet. <laughs> and I would order something that wasn't the buffet because I wanted to take home leftovers and they were like, it's going to be a long time. And I was like, I don't care. Very, very, very long time. <laughs> it would be like two and a half hours later. They'd be like, Here you go. It could. Honestly, it could. But anyway, Ranch Side Hat Cafe has great Ethiopian food. But yesterday I decided to get Maciel's plant-based butcher. I got a Reuben. You know, I love a Reuben. You know you do. My favorite Reuben of all time lives in Portland, Oregon at Fermenter. And it is a beet Koji Reuben. And the steps to making that are like, absurd like do you remember it, when Vesta figured out how to make um butterfingers at home but it was like no one's ever going to want to do this but proof that I figured it out and documented it yeah the same vibe yeah it's like the vibe of like just like folding the burning hot like <laughs> butterscotch or whatever it is like peanuts caramel like over and over and over again and burning yourself that's like the Koji beet Reuben takes them days to ferment every single element of it and it's so fucking good so this Reuben I mean it's a different beast. This Reuben had their own plant meat plant. I think it was pastrami. It was when you open this sandwich, it's on a marble rye. Also RIP to when the buy and buy had a panini press and used to make Rubens. And then they got rid of it during COVID. And now they just have cold sandwiches. 
No. Now they specialize in cold soggy instead of like uh, grilled cheese, um, which was my favorite thing. But so this, this came, I got it with uh, kettle chips, salt and pepper kettle chips. And I got a Topo Chico and yeah. I got a, my own pickle. I had, a, I had a bunch of pickles at home. I had to get through. Anyway, marble rye, you open the sandwich. It's just as big as you want it to be on the inside. And it's just as saucy, mm-hmm. which is my big problem. Sometimes when people make a Reuben with no love is it's like dry as fuck. This was so saucy. Great thousand Island. Great. Um, sauerkraut. Yeah. The, meat, the meat was fine. The meat was fine, but it had the texture of field roast. Their meat is like chickpea flour and seitan, and then a bunch of spices and some beets for coloring. So the texture was as mushy as field roast can be. If you understand, like, like, you know how mushy field roast sausages are on the inside? Yeah. It was that it's a pleasant mush. I like that. It's a pleasant mush, but it had that same taste profile and texture profile. Okay. I just, so it was, it was good. I don't know if I could eat it again. I would like to share it with a friend. Yeah. That's a great plan. I would happily share that with you, but scandal alert round 10. I don't like a saucy sandwich. I know. Just don't even give me that. (laughs) The silence says it all. I mean, it's true. We're perfect yin and yang. You are, you'd like a chocolate chip cookie with one chocolate chip in it. Yeah. I want a chocolate chip cookie made of chocolate chunks and then salt on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> you want the driest stuff that's just going to rake through your intestines and your colon, just like ripping it up, shredding like Captain Crunch on the way down. Uh-huh. I need every dry thing to be so buffered in <laughs> sauce and wetness or I will die. <laughs> you know, I, I won't. I won't yuck your yum again tonight, Nicole. Thanks. It's been too much already. <laughs> I want to tell you one thing, which is... I don't recommend the Caesar salad from there. I just don't just get a sandwich. And then if you have extra money, get another sandwich, <laughs> two sandwiches. I do love a vegan Caesar though. I this was the world tasting them. No, it's a no. The, I will tell you where there's a good Caesar salad. Oh, well, theirs was just, it was too plain and it was not loved. Okay. It's like, just like imagine like six ribs of uh, like romaine or whatever, lettuce, it has a little bit less flavor than that with uh, some cheese thrown on top. And then like a tub of their sauce. No. And then some really hard chickpeas that they're calling croutons, which I don't believe in. See what I'm saying? It's don't. not a crouton. Don't call it a crouton. crouton. And like this little ganache cup of sauce. No. Um, but I, wait, I want- don't eat salads. Like a, like a romaine should not be a full leaf of lettuce. That should be cut for you. It's not that fancy. I was like just holding it and yeah. dipping it. I was holding it like a boat and dipping it. You were doing it. the deconstructed um, Caesar? Yeah. <laughs> because it was, it just felt dumb to try to use the fork and be like, whoa. And I was alone in my house. And so I just, yeah, I did like a Bugs Bunny kind of eating of it. Yeah, I would do that. I've been eating salads with a spoon. Go ahead. My favorite thing in LA right now to eat is... Hot tongue pizza, two tongues up. They're buffalo. They have vegan pizza by the slice, mm. a rarity. Okay. The whole place is vegan. Their Caesar salad is like dank, as Nate would say. Yes. It is like, it's so fucking expensive. You know, at Sizzle Pie, you can get like a slice in a salad for like $10 or so. Here it's like $25, whatever. Oh my God. But their buffalo pizza is so good and it has mushrooms on it. And they have, they make all their stuff in house and supposedly the dough's fermented and like, it doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt my stomach. And the, the Caesar salad is just like very densely packed with every flavor you want. 
and it's like super dark green and it feels massaged appropriately. Is it a Camille? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Massaged. I'm a romaine, romaine camisole. It's hard. It's hard to find a romaine Caesar in a vegan economy. (laughs) With inflation such as it is, it's hard. It's not the season. Morgan, do you have it? I don't think so, honey. Before we go on to your final items. Well, you know, a a little bit, it ties into an item. I was going to sing it. Praise. And then also it's kind of ties into an item. So, okay. Well, let me know when you're ready for me to start the clock. You could give your preamble. Okay. First I'll do item and then I'll, I'll say go. And then you start the clock. Yeah. We'll do some sounds. Okay. So the item is, it's not this book from the library, but it's from this book from the library. The book is called Vegan Cheese, Simple, Delicious, Plant-Based Recipes by Jewel Aaron, Jules Aaron. Okay, so the recipe is baked feta on page 124. The ingredients are blanched almonds, lemon juice, water, olive oil, garlic cloves, sea salt. And let me just tell you the picture in the book looks fucking awesome. It did not turn out like a picture in the book. Um, you puree the ingredients, you bake them, and then you have what they call a feta. Okay, so the cheese itself is really, really good. It's so good. And we used it to do like a whole baked cauliflower with like a balsamic mustard thing. And then you like crumble up all this feta with parsley and pack it around the whole cauliflower. And it kind of like bakes and gets toasty on the outside. Um, not our recipe, but it it's so good. And it's like crumbles on top of baked beans or not like the kind of sweet baked beans, like any kind of bean dish or crumbled on top of a salad. And it's like crumbly and delicious and really, really simple to make. And so that's my way thumbs up on that. Um, The picture in the book, it gets all toasty brown on the outside and the bottom of the cheese when you bake it in the skillet is really good because it gets like crispy and brown and like, Mm. yeah. Oh, it's really good. Um, Okay. And so are we ready to start the clock and go? Okay. The thing that I don't like is I'm tired of things being called other dairy things. Like, why does this have to have an analogous cheese? It's not really like a feta. It's like a little bit like a feta, but just call it like a crumbly salty cheese or just invent a totally other name. Like it's just confusing. And then everyone's disappointed all the time. And we've known it for a long time. So, you know, stop it. Like, would would you eat that beet dish if it wasn't called poke? No, Nicole can't answer because it's my time only. So, but if you just knew it was like a delicious marinated beet dish with sesame and whatever, like you probably still would have bought it and then not been disappointed. You just would have been like, yeah, that's pretty good. I would have added a little more sesame. Um, So I'm really tired of having to have a dairy or meat analogous reference. It's really heteronormative and I'm over it. So um, I only have 10 seconds left, but I, my clock is done. This debate has been won. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. It's not that spicy of a take, but that is a spicy hot take. No, it's 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 true. And I think that we can like apply our queer ideas to it and build just a different future instead of having to work within this framework. Yeah, that framework is like what we're working against. Don't even get me started. You ready for mine? Yeah, I am. I'll time myself. Okay. Unless you want to time. And clock starts now. I don't think so, vegan honey. The 
I, I'm, I, I'm making some assumptions, but I don't think I am. The grip of white men who kicked Miyoko out of her own business and, and are like living her dream with her company under her name, name is a Japanese woman of a certain age who spent her entire long life building these recipes, bringing in Japanese culture to these cultures and applying them to vegan cheese craft. And now a bunch of white people, if this is a team of people of color, I will eat my stocking cap. A bunch of white people now living with themselves, suing her for taking back some of her stuff on her way out the door. Guess what? It's a bad look. If you're going to do this kind of shenanigans, you need to like go quietly into the night. You do not need to publicly sue the founder of the company whose name you are buying yachts off of. And that's my time. Ooh, nice. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Kudos to that one. I agree. I do think we need to put our collective heads together and figure out what we do because I love the cheese and the butter. I know. Let's support the company. Well, it's it's hard because- She hasn't asked anybody to boycott it. Okay. Like I've seen people in her comments being like, I'll boycott it. I'll boycott it. She hasn't asked anyone to boycott. I wonder if it, I don't, I mean, I don't know. You know, I'm kind of just like waiting for her cue to do or not do something. Okay. Time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Mubarakin, do you have time for some, any more uh, foods you got over there? Yeah, I actually have one that's a it's a, a mini retrospective. <laughs> I oh my gosh. last weekend. Um uh so we went, Torrance and I went to Food Fight as a fun activity to support our local vegan grocer. And they now have a soft serve machine and they also make ice cream shakes. And they like five or six flavors and they're like cookies and cream, peanut butter, peanut butter cup, maybe vanilla. Like they're you know, they're they're nothing that's gonna they're no salt and straw. Um which is it's really- not essence of ghost. No, it's not essence of ghost or like, you know, eyebrow wishes. Like yeah. it just is, it is. Um, and so Torrance is like, I'm going to get the peanut butter cup shake. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get a little cone. Um, Cause probably this is going to be plenty. And that peanut butter cup shake blew our socks off. It was so good. It's like, you know, there's like, all of the vegan ice creams. There's like vegan frozen yogurt. There's, you know, vegan scoopables and handmade waffle cones. All of it's delicious. This is like just a really classic, amazing, delicious shake. It was really peanut buttery. There were peanut chunks and chocolate chunks inside of it. They do like a scoop of, it's not quite whipped cream. It's like maybe marshmallow cream on top, dusted with like some cocoa powdery stuff. Um, And it's like, at least 18 ounces. I don't know. It was, it was a hearty size, maybe 16 or 18 ounces. It was so rich and so delicious worth it. Hands down, go there and get the shake. It's enough for two. I'll tell you now. Um, but I was like, this is maybe the best vegan shake I've ever had. It was a joy. What is the base? What was the underlying flavor profile? Didn't even ask. You couldn't even tell. It was just like peanut buttery ice cream. It didn't taste like coconut. It didn't taste like, it just tasted like delicious soft serve. So I know, I don't know what was in there. And I don't even know what it was made of. I didn't even ask. We had the whole thing. I didn't waste a single drop. Oh my God. Um, I love, it's really kind of Torrance to share it with you. <laughs> Torrance was like, I can't 
finish this on my own. I was like, I'll help, let me get in there. Um, and I went inside and was like, um, I don't really know the new owners, but I was like, I just have to tell you this shake was delicious. And they were like, we're glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And I was like, no, but I mean, it was really good. <laughs> no, did you guys hear me say it's really, really good? Really good. So yeah, you know, sometimes you're like, mm, a store is doing like one food item or two food items, probably not like that good, but like it, it is that good. The shake in particular, the peanut butter cup shake. I run, don't walk. I'm ready. I'm ready. And I want to go support the new food fight owners. Yeah. And they have so much stuff and their refrigerated case is like massive and yeah, they're great. That's cool. We're so lucky to have them. Morgan, do you have anything else you want to mention before we go? The one last thing, which I, you know, shared with another friend today, I just needed to take a moment in praise of the thermos (laughs) the stainless steel thermos today as I was driving around and as you know a long 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 time vegetarian and a long time vegan um sometimes when you're on the road it can be hard to find a thing to eat and then you end up eating so many crackers and dips you know just decades worth maybe even millennia worth and um so today as I was cruising around I was like I'm gonna heat up this soup and I've got some red lentil soup with like a nice spicy chili oil on top Um, and I just literally parked in the parking lot somewhere and had like the best cup of, or like bowl of soup from this thermos in the middle of the day. I'd been hanging out for four hours, still piping hot. And I just was like, you know what? That's a real gift, especially in this climate where it's really rainy and cold most of the time to just stop anywhere and have a a warm toasty meal. And I know you're always on the go, go, Nicole. Um, not always, but it's like the thermos, it's the way to go. Problem is all solved. You don't need to worry about snacks that are peanut free for the classroom or wherever you may be. Um, just get get yourself a nice thermos. Hey, I love that. That's it. That's all I got. I feel inspired. Yeah, get inspired. Find the silver lining. I feel inspired. I just got, you know, Kitchen Mouse has a bakery around the corner mm. and they have a soup of the day. Mm. they have a yummy tomato soup that they have all the time. If you haven't got it, I recommend it. Any soup they have, get it. But I love today. I was like, Ooh, I'm in luck because they had a creamy mushroom soup Yum! and I got it even though I had already eaten brunch and I have it in my fridge and now I want to heat it up and then eat it out of like a, my coffee travel cup, <laughs> <My> coffee travel <laughs> mug, and I'll think of you. <laughs> what I'm getting for the next holiday <laughs> thermos old-timey thermos yeah like a you know just a short like a bowl-shaped one or something you will you will use it more than you think that's gonna rock my world it's gonna rock your world I want to tell you an old man on the street today in Highland Park said I was talking to him and he's like what day is it and I was like Wednesday and he's like is it 22nd and I was like yeah he said today's the first day of your life Good one. So I don't mean to brag, but today's the first day of my life. And Morgan, if you'd like, it could be also the first day of yours. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Well, this is a great way to celebrate our first birthdays ever. Yeah. yeah. Our literal first day ever. <laughs> I think I got it. All. Oh, I also have been making steamed. I got a, I got a, I got a, um, whisker. This is when I, when I think about my resentment is when I'm using my whisker and the stovetop instead of putting everything in a steaming whisker. Um, what is this not called a whisker? It's called a frother. Anyway, 
heat sure. up some soy milk, yeah. add some maca powder yeah. and some maple syrup. You can add cacao powder if you want. Just do it in the middle of the day. It's fun to have maca. Um, I think maca tastes really great. I know it's got a reputation for making people horny. That's fine. I'm it does? not opposed. Yeah. Um, but do you remember Sip the Juice Cart? Yes. In Canteen. They had like an almond butter maca date smoothie. Yum. Oh, out of this world. So good. You should try making one of those. Maybe throw some flax meal in there, Nicole. My only issue is that I don't have a blender that has the caliber to actually chew up a date unless I made like a date paste with boiling water or something. Well, the thing I didn't get around to tasting today is date sugar, which is just dates, Nicole. That's literally the only ingredient. Great. You could use those. It's already pulverized for you. I'll mail it to you. And open back date sugar. It tastes really good. Just a rubber bandit shut. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, USPM. <laughs> Morgan, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thanks for watching me eat dinner. It is a joy to non-consensually <laughs> watch you eat anytime. She's at it again. And um, if listeners want to see our very first episode of Sagittarius Matters, I believe I have it on YouTube. Wow. Us talking about, if you go to my YouTube channel, which is Nicole J. George's, you will find a many episodes of Sagittarian matters and you can put on subtitles. Excellent. Kick, kick back and read them Two, You will find ancient Sagittarian matters videos of Morgan and I trying different horrendous things. Sagittarian matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band bouquet. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.